All right. Welcome, everybody, to Finance Essentials with Danny Hudson. I am your host, Danny Hudson, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, I am I'm super pumped. I am so fired. I'm so fired up today. Um, part of it is due to the fact that I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those one day work weeks. Right. I'm sure a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of people out there would be like, yeah, we should do that. We should make a federally mandated one day work weeks. Let's do it. <laughs> um, no, I will be bringing my computer with me and, you know, at least taking care of emails and, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, we're going on vacation. going to go up to, to Maine and New Hampshire. I'm um, going to eat some lobster, going to drink some beer. Uh, maybe I'll run into a free stater or two. I don't know. They might be the ones that are walking around uh, without wearing any shoes on with shirts that say clever things on them like read Mises, not Marks. Uh, you know, that's, that's how you can usually identify those, uh, you know, those liberty, those libertarian types. Uh, but yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. Um, I'm, I've got a great show, learn some things like I always try to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be awesome. And thank you guys for tuning in. I think this is episode 41, right? Crushing it. 41 next stop is going to be a thousand, right? <laughs> Don't you guys want to listen to a thousand episodes of me talk? Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm happy you guys are tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. I definitely recommend going back and listening to some other episodes too, uh, mainly because we do tend to to do a pretty good job as far as tying them together. We'll talk about a, a subject or a topic, and then um, and then we'll allude to it, you know, to uh, to some later episodes as well. Um, you know, whatever it whatever it might be, especially to considering we're going through such. Um, a unique period of time that probably hasn't been around since FDR, where uh, the federal government is just—I mean—and again, they're they're spending unfathomable amounts of money. Uh, for, I mean, for literally everything. I mean, for for literally everything. And so, um, all of this is related to us, and all of this is related to you. And so, you know, a lot of these topics that we're going on are are all kind of interrelated. Uh, you know, to each other. So if you're if you're new, I definitely recommend going back. Uh, if you're not new, thank you guys for for tuning in again this week. Um, I always appreciate it. And if you get the chance to, you get some value out of it. You know, share it as you see fit, and 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 all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, so let's see. So what's going on in the news? Um, I saw that the uh, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team was eliminated. I guess they lost one to nothing to Canada. Uh, Simone Biles, she did her, um, you know, her mental, mental health, uh, where she stepped down and she didn't finish, you know, what it was that she was doing, which, which I don't know if you guys have ever watched, um, gymnastics and stuff, but, uh, these men and women are so incredibly talented. Uh, I think you have to have like some kind of mental, thing going on anyway just to think oh yeah i can flip 15 times in the air and i'll totally land on my feet um you know so you know whatever she didn't she didn't feel confident doing it or, or comfortable doing it um hey better that than a, than having a broken neck you know so we'll so we'll go with that um let's see um stuff that stuff that's going on in the news um i guess the uh the 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 conversation around the debt ceiling is coming up so they're going to be talking about whether or not they're going to increase the debt ceiling, um, which here's a hint: they're going to. 
don't let them fight. Oh, don't let them fool you. They're going to do it. Um, and it's because they don't have a choice, right? Um, they're not going to default on the debt. Um, and so what's going to happen is, is, is you're going to have one side, which is going to be the Democrats, and, and they'll go, well, we need to do this because we have to increase uh, the debt ceiling because we have a lot more money to spend. And then the Republicans are going to go, now, guys, that's not very nice. We need to be careful about our spending. Oh, what is this? You're going to throw us some money? Yeah, let's go ahead and bump it up. Let's go ahead. What? Five trillion, 10 trillion. Let's do something. Let's do something like that. But we can't make it unlimited because we need to make sure that we go back to our constituents and, and tell them that we did something. We didn't get, we didn't give those Democrats, uh, you know, an unlimited debt. Um, we just increased it by $5 trillion or $10 trillion. And don't worry, next time it comes up for discussion, though, we're going we're gonna to put them in their place. Yeah, right. I'm, sh I'm sure they will. Um, and then let's see, what else, is, uh, what else is going on? Anything else that, that's, that's pretty crazy? Um, Delta variant stuff is, you know, that's whatever. People are, people are freaking out about that. You know what? Forget I even said that. I didn't even bring it up. Um... And uh, I'm trying to think if there's nothing, I guess there's not really, at least in my mind anyway, stuff that's that tends to be super important. So guess what? We're just going to hop into the show, right? Because that's what you guys are waiting for anyway. And guess what we're talking about today? Rent moratoriums. And you're probably thinking, Danny, what is a rent moratorium? Don't worry, we're going to get to that. Don't, we're, we'll, we'll get there. It's a big room that people go to and they have concerts and you get to hear people talk and sing and do all kinds of stuff and everybody gets to, gets to have a good time down at the, the local high school moratorium, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Auditorium jokes. Get out of here. What do you expect? It's not a, not a comedy podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, uh, the rent moratorium. Uh, the, the, the starting article that we're going to go with today was actually an article from CNN, uh, and it was titled, The Rent is Due Now America. Um, so guess what? I guess that means that people have to start paying rent. <laughs> Um, and so the article starts off with, uh, it says, millions of households could face eviction over the next month when lawmakers are on their annual August recess. Now, before I go any further, I have a slight rant here. Our benevolent federal government officials, um, not only are they making, I can't remember what the specific amount is. I think it's like 150 grand a year, whatever. They take more vacations than literally anybody else. I mean, they have off the entire month of August. <laughs> what? What is that? That's crazy. Now, to be fair, as, as, a, as an anarchist, um, I look at that and I go, what if we just gave them 365 days a year off and maybe they just don't have a job anymore to come back to? Because um, guess what? It's hard to ruin everything while you're on vacation. So if it costs us 150 grand a year for them to never do anything, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe that is the, the right course of action. But yeah, so they get off for the whole month of August. And man, you know what? If they're anything like me, that means they probably, you know, check out like the last week of July, right? And they don't even cut, snap back into it until like the second week of September. Because if you've ever taken a vacation and for an entire month, guess what? It ain't easy to come back. 
You know, you're you're not definitely going to hit the ground running as soon as as soon as you return. But anyway, so when lawmakers are on their annual August recess, man, uh, and some have predicted a full blown eviction crisis. Just as the surge in COVID cases from highly contagious Delta variant, well, I guess I couldn't avoid it anyway, uh, may be prompting renewed calls for people to stay home and keep their distance. Now, this is the first issue that I take with this article, right? What 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 the author is doing, if you if you haven't been able to pick up on it, unfortunately, I forgot to, to write down his name, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, they are tying in this rent moratorium, right, the, the, the eviction crisis with... COVID. And and so what they're basically saying is, is that we can't evict these people. They'll catch COVID, right? Because, you know, the the logic that they go through is, is, is that if they aren't in a home, right, they're not a place to stay, that they're going to go to another location um, where there's going to be a higher concentration of people and, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And they're more likely to uh, you know, to catch COVID in in that. And so the solution there is, is to apparently never allow anyone to be evicted ever again, because if they are evicted, well, something bad might happen. And so therefore, we are never allowed to evict anybody ever, you know, ever again, which which is just crazy. The fact that they're, they're trying to to um, pin uh, the narrative on on that. Um, and so, of course, our, our wonderful Speaker of the House, Miss Nancy Pelosi, uh, goes, well, we just learned about this yesterday. And this was what, Friday? I think this article is written Friday, maybe Thursday. We only learned about this yesterday, which to me says two things. One, they are completely delusional, right? Like the fact that somehow somebody in Washington, D.C. can sit there and say, you know, hey, this program uh, that we allocated $50 billion for for rental assistance and these millions and millions of people that might get evicted, uh, oh, it's going to expire? It's going to end? I had no idea. We just learned about this yesterday. Not a single person in their office was like, hey, you know, uh, Miss Pelosi, um, we got a bunch of people that are going to be losing their homes. Uh, what do you think we should do about it? You know, you know, if anything, it probably came up and she was just like, Ooh, who can we blame for that? Ah, cause I definitely do not want to take any of my vacation time up. I'm sure I'm going to go somewhere that's fancy and beautiful and I don't have to wear a mask. Uh, you know, because Hey, I'm, I'm Nancy Pelosi, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so apparently they just learned about this like a day or two before the expiration. So the moratorium expired Saturday, uh, which was Saturday, July 31st, um, two days ago from the recording of this show. And so uh, back in June, right, so about two months ago, well, I guess it was about a month and a half ago, that the um, Supreme Court declared in June that the CDC-instructed uh, moratorium was unconstitutional, and so therefore, because it was expiring, um, they weren't going to eliminate it. They were just going to to uh, not allow it to be extended, and they were just going to allow it to lapse, which hopefully the question that you're asking yourself is, is is how did the cdc get the authority to essentially tell millions and millions of landlords you are not allowed to evict anybody 
What? Where did they get that authority from? That's crazy. Now, I get it. You know, no one actually cares about limitations of authority these days, you know, in the Beltway. But that's still crazy. How come no one was asking those those types of questions? Well, I take that back. We were we were asking those types of questions. But how come nobody in D.C. was going, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. CDC, where do you get the authority to essentially halt uh, landlords and and leases and rental agreements uh, across the entire country? Um, I don't know. They just, they just did that, right? They just did it. Um, and so, and, and the part two, that's, that's going to be incredibly frustrating. I think regarding this moratorium is the fact that, um, there was funds, you know, kind of like what we were alluding to, uh, you know, in the American rescue plan. And then I think that there was also some in, um, uh, in the cares act as well, uh, it was like f- about 50 billion. No, I guess it was like 46. I think the, um, the, the Consolidated Appropriations Act included 25 billion, um, for states and locals to fund, um, emergency rental assistance. And then the American Rescue Plan, um, provided an additional like 22 billion. So we're, we're talking about like 47, around $50 billion or so. And so a lot of people on the left are like, we have $50 billion here uh, to help these renters who might be getting evicted. What happened to all of this money? Where did all of it go? Now, I will tell you where it will go. It will go poof, right? It's just going to go poof. It's just going to disappear. Now, some of it, some of it will, you know, make it out. I believe the the last number that I saw, um, it was like three billion dollars, right? So three billion of the the fifty billion, um, you know, that was allocated has actually been given out, and I think half of that was even given out in June, right? So so this is essentially funds that have been there um, for over a year, right? And half of it was doled out in June. So there's a lot of people that are on um, the left that are very angry uh, and upset because this money that has actually been earmarked and allocated is not being distributed. And, I mean, and let's be honest here, right? No one is going to be surprised that the that the funds haven't been distributed. Um, everyone is basically like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's the status quo, right? That's, that's business as, as usual. Um, and so there's this big drama that's going on my guess is um, is that there's going to be some type of an executive order, something along those lines um, that is is going to to extend this out. Even if even if it's extended out, uh, if Biden extends it out through executive order, and then it's it's contested in court or whatever it might be. But my guess is is that there will be some version of an extension here, which for me, makes me start to think about, well, what's the long game here, right? Because a lot of these people, uh, they haven't been paying rent for like over a year, right? At this point, um, you know, you know that, that $50 billion uh, is only going to go so far. Um, I believe that the most recent estimates was showing that there's about $57 billion um, owed in back rent as of 
January of 2021. So they don't have quite enough to cover the full amount that was owed in back rent um, as of January. So now here we are at the beginning of August. So you're talking about, you know, another six, seven months of rent um, compiled on top of that. And a lot of these, it is basically saying, if you look at it, you know, you do owe back rent, right? And so, you know, the rent is still owed. It's, it's not as though the rent is zero. Um, so what a lot of landlords, and unfortunately, I've read some stories about landlords that have had to sell the property because they're owed, you know, $20,000 in rent and they haven't gotten a dime. And so now they're behind on the mortgage and they have to sell the property and, and, and so on and so forth. So again, huge, huge national issue, huge stink in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's even to the point where uh, there were even a handful of uh, representatives that actually slept on the steps of the Capitol, right? So they're they're inside the the fortress known as the Capitol, uh, and they're sleeping on the stairs to um, to make a point. Uh, but hey, those guys are going to get their August recess, right? They're they're not going to let some bums sleeping out on the Capitol steps get in the way of going on that on that sweet taxpayer funded vacation for the entire month of August. Uh, but yeah, so some of them were like, well, we're going to sleep out here on the steps and uh, we're going to show, hey, this you you will potentially have millions of people that will will be doing this exact same thing. Not at the Capitol, right? Because, you know, good luck, homeless plebes to get to get to the Capitol uh, and go through barbed wire fences and security and all that kind of stuff. You know, that ain't that ain't going to happen. Um, and so it's a national, you know, a national uh, um, uh, situation. Now, there are some states, um, which I'm sure you guys could probably guess who a lot of these states are, right? Your California, your New York, your Oregon, New Jersey, and a few other ones have um, statewide moratoriums. And so they will extend beyond the uh, the federal uh, moratorium that expired um, a couple of days ago. So their and their current estimates are uh, they, the, that about three and a half million. I think the specific number was three point six. So about three point six million people are are worried that they're going to be evicted, uh, and then about seven point four uh, million people that are, are have reported that they're behind on their rent. So and you may be hearing me. So I'm referencing right this rent moratorium. Um, but you're thinking, all right, well, what, what is it, right? What is the, what is this, this eviction moratorium that you're, that you're referring to? And so if you remember back in March of last year, uh, this is around the time, right, that COVID started to pick up. And I, I believe it might've actually passed in April. I could be wrong about the timing, but it went through July of, of 2020. This is around the time that, uh, the <laughs> The government essentially started this problem, right? Because they deemed you and your friends and your family and your and your you know whoever your acquaintances your community to be non-essential, right? They said you were non-essential, therefore your business has to shut down, um, and so people didn't have a choice, right? They were they were being told that they were not allowed to work. Um, and then they had enhanced unemployment benefits and, and things along those lines. Um, but, you know, people have bills to pay, right? People, people have to have to make money to be able to pay 
to pay these bills. And when you're being told that you are non-essential, which by the way, if you guys are listening, you're all essential, right? You are all essential to somebody, to some employer, to some business, to some family, whoever it is, you are essential. Do not ever let anybody tell you that your job is non-essential because it's just wrong. It's a lie. And there's a sense of arrogance that comes along with that, right? Who are they to determine who and who is not essential? Because you're going to be essential to somebody. And so I took I took huge issue with that. And and in this situation, now you're having these people that are being told um, that they were being non-essential. And so they were unable to work and they were unable to pay their bills. And of course, there's um, a ripple effect. And so the, the, the CARES Act moratorium was basically saying that you could not be forced to vacate until 30 days after the expiration of the moratorium. So that moratorium was to go through July. Uh, and then the CDC, right, with their uh, apparently all-encompassing authority, uh, imposed a, a nationwide additional moratorium um, that started in September. And so they were banning... Uh, evictions for non-payment of rent. Now, some landlords, they had other ways and things that they were still serving some evictions and that kind of thing, but they couldn't base it uh, off of the lack of rent. And so one of the other things that I found that was pretty interesting is that the, uh, the CARES Act eviction moratorium applied to about, they estimate somewhere between 28 and 46% of occupied rental units nationally. Um, and then in September, the moratorium applied to all rental tenants who earned less than $99,000, you know, or 100000 100, and then 200000 um, as a couple. But the CARES Act, at least from, from what I gather, is it's related to um, federally related properties. And so it's defined as people who participate in assistance programs um, or have some kind of federal-backed financing. So think things like Section 8 or you get some type of assistance, which to me is astounding. Let's take a number that's in the middle of that, and we'll just say 33%. That's essentially saying approximately one-third of all rental properties in this country rely on or depend on some form of government assistance. Now, in what way, shape, or form, I don't have the specific details on that, but the fact that it's anything is is insane to me, right? I mean, that's one-third, potentially one-third of all uh, rental agreements or rental housing or rental spaces that rely on some form of um, of government assistance, which is which is just which is just amazing. Um, I, I think that that's I think that's wild. Um, and so what what that does, and and the really key point in a lot of this is, is that now the government, right, the federal government has taken fifty billion dollars, um, and they have allocated it towards rental assistance for a problem for a problem that they are the ones that created right they created this problem um, by not allowing people to be able to work by instilling these lockdowns and, and that kind of thing and so now people need help and so really what it's what the the uh, the comparison is is it's like somebody that's coming along, right? And they've got like a pipe or a golf club or, well, I guess it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter, but they break your leg, right? They come up and they break your leg. 
And then you're like, oh my God, now I have a broken leg. And then the government comes along and it's like, man, you know, I got these crutches here. Like, I think you need crutches, you know? And you're like, well, yeah, but how about you just don't break my leg? And they're like, mm, yeah, but we have these crutches here and look how great we are because you have a broken leg, but now you have crutches. And so you can get around again, not as good as you were before, but hey, guess what? You have some crutches. And so it's very similar because what will happen is, is they create a problem and then they're like, oh, well, hey, guess what? Now we have to come up with a solution to fix the problem that we created, right? And as we already talked about, uh, assuming that these numbers are, are, are somewhat close, $57 billion dollars uh, backed up in rent as of you know the end of January versus only like 46 or 47 billion dollars that was even allocated and so now it's like them breaking two legs and then them going oh man well we only have one crutch but at least it's better than no crutches <laughs> you know um, and but when in reality all the people just want to uh, to be able to you know to live and to work and provide um, for their family and and another big problem with this is is that again as i've allu uh, um, alluded to in the past you know i tend to listen to um to npr um and politically left podcasts and stuff on a pretty regular basis because um i think it is important and valuable to listen to people that have perspectives other than your own um but obviously the rent moratorium has has come up a lot uh in particular on npr and it's very interesting to hear how a lot of this has to be spun, right? Because if you think about it, you've got, you have several things that are all going on at the same time. You have um, a White House that is coming out and they're saying, we've created more jobs than anybody in the history of the United States and our economy is bouncing back and we're doing such a great job and we're doing all that kind of thing. And so that narrative is being pushed, right? But then on the flip side of it, they have to minimize and downplay all of the negative things while at the same time continuing to push that message. So as we talked about in the last episode about uh, inflation, right, they have to come out and they have to say, well, inflation is just transitory, right? It's nothing to worry about. Long term, it'll be fine because they have to say that. They have put themselves in a position where they do not have a choice but to say that. And this situation is very similar to that. You know, they have to come out and they have to say the economy is great and we're doing a great job and, and all of this kind of thing. But on the other side of their mouth, what they are also talking about is, is how many people are going to be homeless and how many people are, you know, one paycheck away from living on the street and then that's why it's important that we extend this moratorium and why we allocate more resources and more funding to help take care of these people uh, because they need it right and so you have a, um, a worker shortage you know you have you have companies and, and jobs and stuff that that can actually even fill um, you know, their roster. I'm sure you've probably have been out to places before and they're like, Hey, we're really sorry. We're kind of running short staffed because we don't have enough workers. And so it's, it's either or, right? It, 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 well, I take that back. It's not necessarily either, or it's probably somewhere in the middle because there are going to be people who were forced, you know, out of the workplace. And so therefore they need this assistance, 
But then on the flip side of it, there's a lot of opportunity for people to be able to get back out there um, and and start working again. The issue that you're going to run into is is, is you have you have a a, um, a large number of people who are in jeopardy of potentially losing their residence, but what makes them think, and, and this isn't going to apply to everybody, right? I'm sure that there are people that have fallen on hard times and maybe they are struggling, uh, you know, to get a job or, or maybe a, a good enough job, right? Maybe they they left a job that they were making fifty or $60,000 a year and now they have a job where they're only making thirty five. You know, whatever, whatever that might be. But there are a lot of people, and it's very similar with the student loan situation, where you have a lot of people that are probably sitting here thinking, well, why would I bother paying rent when they're just going to extend this out again? And I don't have to. That's, a, you know, a thousand bucks a month that I don't have to pay because what are they going to do? They can't kick me out. You know, and the government is going to come back in and they're going to say, well, we're going to have three and a half million homeless people. We have to extend it. And you have a handful, you know, a, probably a pretty good sized handful of people that are just going to be like, yeah, so what? I'm just going to ride it out. You know, screw my landlord. They have tons of money. I'm just not I'm just not going to pay. And you are you're going to have a, a, a collection of people um, that are going to pay. And similar to an episode that we did. Um, a little while back where we were talking about the ending of the uh, enhanced unemployment benefits from the states um, that you did start to see people that were going, you know, that were going back. The states essentially said we are not allowing this enhanced federal unemployment benefit to go on anymore because people need to get back to work. And so they stopped it. And then sure enough, you know, you, you kind of saw an uptick um, in, in employment. Now, again, you are going to have some states like we talked about, right? Your Californias and New Yorks, your Jerseys and that kind of thing where they're going to continue to extend theirs out, um, you know, at the state level. I believe Jerseys was even at the beginning of January. I think Jerseys goes all the way through 2021, um, you know, and, and California has also said, too, that they're going to basically pay, you know, they're going to pay everyone's back rent. And where this is going to potentially pivot into the discussion of is, is like, well, you already paid a year and a half of my rent. Why not just pay for all of my rent going forward? Just like people expect, you know, student loans to be. Um, and so it's it's really creating a very negative environment. And it's also creating an environment that is very difficult for people to be able to navigate when it comes to pushing specific narratives, right? Because if, if the economy is doing so well and these jobs are bouncing back so well, why do we have $50 billion that has been unused at this point to give to people to pay rent? Um, because if the economy is doing so well and it's bouncing back so well, why aren't they working? You know, th these people were working before, but now they're not. And now they're behind $50 billion on rent. And so what's the solution there, right? The the solution of a government program should be temporary to wean you off, right, and 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 fill a need or a void until you're able to get back on your feet again. But when does that happen? Never, right? Never. Like they people in a lot of these programs and stuff like that, they will brag about how many people, you know, well they they'll say they were able to help, right? 
they'll say, well, we were able to help this many people. And last year, we only helped this many people. And then the year before that, they helped, you know, that many people. You should be helping less, right? You should be helping less. Um, because when you're not helping people, that means that they are helping themselves, that they are taking care of themselves. And, and that's how this is really related to you, you know, my listening audience, and it's related to me and it's related, it's related to our communities. We should not be encouraging people to rely on this type of funding to, to prevent us from being homeless. Because again, like we talked about they are months and months behind uh, on on these types of applications, right? So people are sitting around and they're saying, well, I'm going to apply for rental assistance. That's great. They have $50 billion. Well, how long ago did you apply? Well, like three months ago. Well, have you heard from anybody? No. Okay. Well, now what? Well, I got an eviction notice, <laughs> you know? Like that's a terrible place to be in. That's going to be hard for people to be able to realize and to be able to talk through and and certain things like that. So, um, so that's kind of how it's how it relates to you and how it relates to me and how it relates uh, to all of us. And and so it's a very important topic to discuss because it's very important that we are able to um, to be able to look out for ourselves. Because think about like the level of anxiety that a lot of these parents must be dealing with, right? These parents that have small kids and their, and their, and their, their home life and their, and their, um, livelihoods are being threatened by eviction because the government program is six months late on them, um, you know, being able to reimburse them. And, and that's a terrible place to be in. And so of course, too, the, the messaging coming from the government is, well, hey, guess what, guys? Landlords, try to be a little bit more helpful and, and try to work with them and try and do this and try and do that. And they're like, we're behind on our mortgage a year and a half. Like we're having to dip into savings and we're having to do all of this kind of stuff. We're having to take out home equity loans to be able to cover this type of stuff. And so it's, it's, it's really a bad situation that's made worse um, by the government involving itself um, in these types of scenarios. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a subject that uh, that I learned some about, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the future. I hope that none of you guys were were personally impacted by um, by the moratorium and the evictions and, and that kind of thing. But um, like I said, if you like it, uh, you know, give it a give it a good rating, give it a good share, uh, all that kind of good stuff on on social media, and uh, and I'm gonna go and enjoy my uh, enjoy my vacation, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.